0: What up, what up, folks? What's going on? Welcome to the Spun Today podcast, episode number 65. I'm your host, Tony Ortiz, and thank you very much for listening. This episode is a treat. It's uh, been a while since I've done one of these, so I am excited to share it with you guys. This episode is the audiobook version of the short story, Elevator. If you want to read along with the audiobook, please visit spuntoday.com forward slash short stories forward slash elevator. So the way I'm going to put this episode together is it's going to be a quick intro, Uh, somewhat quick. I always say quick, but I'm pretty long-winded as you guys can tell, Um, but pretty much I'm going to preface it with an explanation of where this story came from. Then share with you guys the audiobook version of it, and um, which uh, for those of you that haven't heard previous audiobook versions of the the uh, the podcast, I pretty much just try to do my version of a quote unquote professional audiobook and uh, from one of these short stories that I've written, and I enhance it with like sound effects and you know like shit in the background that I feel would tastefully enhance the experience of the actual story. As bougie as that sounds. Um, But this story I'm actually uh, pretty happy with, Um, which probably means it sucks. Uh, But nonetheless, I'm happy with it right now. So it is based on an event, on one true event, which I'll explain to you guys uh, at the end of the story. Or after the story, during the the reflection on it, which I'm gonna reflect on it similar to how I do like with the the free writing episodes, and I explain, I'll explain like how, why I wrote it the way I did, and just break it down, you know, um, similar to how I do with the free writing episodes, on, and just reflect on the writing. So, basically, this story, I got the idea for it. Um, based on something that happened uh, to me on my way to work, uh, which is towards the end of this episode. It reminded me of one other event that that happened to me, which I'll share with you guys in a bit, which reminded me of a video that I heard or that I watched um, by Elliot Hulse called three kinds of people in your life which i'll link to in the episode notes and you guys can check out which i have actually referenced in uh my book make way for you uh within the acknowledgments uh section of it if you guys uh, have checked that out then you've seen it because i've linked to it and referenced it etc but either way um check out the video it's pretty cool and la hall has a bunch of dope videos he's um for those of you that don't know he's like this motivational. Uh, entrepreneur type cat that's like into uh, physical and mental fitness as well as like philosophy and and i gravitate towards like the philosophical type of of videos that he has and he takes questions from people that write in and just answers them and this is one of them and basically i'm going to paraphrase the concept of which isn't his uh, personal concept but uh where i first heard it was through his video and he referenced uh, that there are pretty much three types of people in your life which are a crystal ball, a mirror, and an angel. Crystal balls are people that you look into and see your future. You see what you can become or what you will become, etc. And mirrors are people that reflect upon you uh, positive or negative traits that you need to check within yourself or enhance within yourself. Then... You have angels, which are people that come into your life. could be um, long-time mentors or professors or teachers or just strangers that you meet for an instance that impart some sort of something on you. Whether it be advice or direction or... You know, depending, depends on how you, you receive that information. Um, and for those of you that are, that are more, I guess, uh, that kind of see that type of thing or this type of concept as, as like woo woo and, you know, myst- mystical and uh, bullshit uh, pretty much. Try not to look at it because part of me is like that as well, you know, and, you know, people that are more like anchored in 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 reality and practical, uh, like pragmatic things. Try to look at it as instead of, you know, like, oh, this is like a real, you know, fucking Nicolas Cage and City of Angels type of angel. Just don't look at it that way. Look at it as just a mechanism or framework for how to take in certain individuals, certain occurrences, certain conversations Um, that you have throughout life um, and how to use them to your advantage on how to proceed um, to better yourself. So I had, I'll tell you guys about the first encounter real quick from what I remember of it, that I had of someone that I, that I considered to be an angel. And it was, I was at Target once, I went, like, just on a random Saturday that I wasn't doing shit, and I wanted to get, like, uh, uh n- nothing, like, really, like, specific in mind that I was like, oh, I gotta go get a blender or something like that, but it was just, like, I know Target has a section with, with paintings and stuff like that, and I wanted those, like, motivational type of, like, canvas paintings or, like, something like that, and I actually wound up getting this dope, like, wooden sign that day and another um, uh, I guess like wall, wall mount sign or whatever that, that says library, but it's spelled like the French way. I think it's French. It just looks cool. And I put it like above my bookshelf and spelled L I B R A R I E or something like that. Um, and then the wooden sign, uh, I really, I really like, it's like, uh, looks like a thick fat ruler just a little longer it's probably like 18 inches um long and about like two inches thick and it's black and just has lettering on it that says when you get there don't forget where you came from um which is which i think is pretty cool and just sitting uh, on top of my bookshelf as well anyway so i went to to target to to just like randomly to look for something like that that's what i wound up coming back with and long story short the there was this this dude on on the line in front of me and i'm i'm usually i'm like an introverted not sociable like type of person I try to like avoid eye contact to avoid uh conversation like with strangers and like shit like that um you know if I go to a store or something like that like purposes like get whatever you want to get you know no i don't at least i don't initiate the small talk I'm not a dick if people try to but or I, At least I think I'm not Try usually not to be Or not purposely But anyway The You know it's kind of like An in out type of mentality Do what you gotta do And get out type of thing Um, So I'm not like Look I'm probably My my body language And mannerisms Aren't like inviting To that type of conversation Which made me think Of this one that much more um, As like A potential angel or, Or maybe I could get something Or keep something From this encounter Which apparently I did Because this happened Like years ago um, so this dude uh seemed like a young he reminded me of like Johnny Tran from you guys remember the uh not back to the future um fast and furious movies I had, like the first one Johnny tran uh like a Asian Americanized Asian dude or whatever, and he was there, and I didn't notice there was like the lady holding the cart in front of him was his wife, and there was these two little like uh, cute twin girls. Um, just like running around and playing And stuff like that And then he engaged in conversation with me And he was like oh I like your shoes man nice shoes um, Or nice sneakers or whatever And at first I, You know I didn't notice his wife So like that I was like Is this dude hitting on me or something And um, um, I was like oh thanks And he was like oh I like how you match it too With your shirt or this and that or whatever And then he started You know it was like odd because i'm not into you know like the small time conversation and stuff like that and but it was kind of like easy to speak to him for some reason and then um past the small talk which i don't remember much more than that um he we got into like uh what we do and he asked me like where i work and at the time i had just started working uh where i work now and it was kind of like uh Like uh, I knew I like I got this job in this financial, financial data market field. You know downtown, in the Wall Street area, and you deal with, with um, like in that realm. You know what I mean? It's not. It's definitely not like um, like the movie Wall Street and like a stockbroker or something like that. Uh, But we we we're within that the orbit of that world. You know what I mean? We're in public finance. Uh, but at the time, I'm like, you know, I know uh, the company I work for. I know, like, what my tasks are, like, what I do, but not, like, the bigger picture view. And it's, like, anybody and everybody that, that I ever tried to, like, tell them where I work and what I do, they're like, what the fuck is that kind of thing? It's, like, a Chandler-type job. And um, this dude, like, I told him where I worked, and and he, he was like, oh, so you do blah, blah, blah. And he told me my position. And I was like, holy shit, the first person ever on the face of the planet that... Knows apparently what the fuck I do Um Including me at the time And um So That was going to ask him What he did And he He used to work for Lehman Brothers Uh Prior to the The collapse of it Um And Then he told me that He uh, He since uh, I think he got out before the collapse And he started his own business And um, he his wife is working with him now and, and like I knew where he lived he lived in like not Queen was it Queen's Village? I think Queen's Village I don't know I don't remember anyway so then um, I left the conversation and I was like damn this is like someone that I, like I felt like I should have asked him you know what small business did you start or whatever because he seemed like enthusiastic about it or I don't know get his email his contact information something you know maybe somebody that has like Uh, relationships within the business that I was or that I'm in now, but that I was just starting at the time, you know, maybe it would be a smart um, move career-wise to, you know, get more contacts or something like that. And, you know, just to not have it being like a a fleeting moment like that. Um, But it was. And, and, but that still stayed with me. And like from that experience, I kind of like Looked at him as like this quote unquote angel Like Elliot Holt's references That could be just people that come in your life That start They like nudge you or, or gauge you Like in a direction Now whether that would be to Like look at the model of You know young guy married Has a uh, a family um, And you know had a career And within the world that that you're in And was able to break off and start his own thing Type of thing whether that's the model that or that's the what the quote angel was trying to show or if it was uh you know you could be um where you're at now but you don't always like have to be and it, that's fine um or you you could stay where you're at and that's also fine and and apparently you know lucrative enough to be able to break off and do your own thing um but to the point where if it's lucrative enough, you could also stay there. You know what I mean? Like I was looking at it. Like I took like a lot from that, like little exchange on the, on the line at target while, while, um, waiting to pay for these things. So that happened years ago. And that brings me to the motivation for this story. Which is the only other time that I've noticed because it it could be according to Elliot Hulse's description of of angels and stuff like that that sometimes you don't even notice when someone's an angel and because you're not like mature or wise enough or ready to accept the like what they're trying to impart on you. Um, but the only other time that i've I've felt a similar type of way was with the encounter that I had with someone. Uh, the other day, last, I want to say a week and a half ago, which is another reason why I'm happy about the story. Cause I feel like I, I finished it. I'm happy with it. And it was a very quick turnaround. Uh, it took me about a, two weeks to write or a week and a half or something like that with editing and, and all, <clears throat> but it was definitely like night and day, night and, you know, morning and night, morning and night, morning and night, uh, type of, uh, working on it. Um, Anyway, so pretty much it was I, and I'm gonna let the story tell it, and then I'll break it down afterwards. But before we go into it, before I play it for you guys, it was pretty much uh, I got to work how I normally do, and there was this like older gentleman there uh, by the by the elevator, like vestibule. Um, he was like the only one there. He dropped something. I picked it up for him and we had a a quick exchange while we were on the elevator and we were only two in the elevator and um you guys will listen to the rest here on the story that one uh occurrence which lasted probably less than a minute um gave me or made me want to like share that moment with you guys and the way I do that, or the way I know how to do that is through writing stories. So, here's that moment, along with the story that I created around it, to be able to share that moment, and you guys, let me know what you think. Without further ado, here is Elevator. Elevator, by Tony Ortiz, written January 19th, 2017. Honey, guess what? Angela said. What? Asked Daniel. You got another letter. Another rejection, you mean? Come on, don't say that. Be positive. Besides, I have a good feeling about this one. Here, open it. Angela handed Daniel a letter that came in the mail from one of the dozens of agents and publishing houses that he submitted his latest manuscript to. Most of them never responded. I guess you're right, he said as he started to tear it open. Maybe the 16th time is the charm, right? Mommy? Their child's voice said from his bedroom. Shoot. Let me go make sure he's okay. But open it, open it. I'll be right back. Daniel slid the tri-folded letter out of the envelope and began to read as his heart rate began to elevate. Friday, January 13th, 2017. Dear author, thank you for giving us the opportunity to consider your manuscript. We read it with interest, but regret we will not be making an offer of publication. We do not feel that it is the right fit for our publishing house. Thank you for thinking of us, and we wish you every success in finding a publisher for your work. Keep on writing. Yours sincerely, Rough House. He's fine. He just wanted his stuffed whale. So, what'd they say? They said that the 17th time might be the charm, responded Daniel. Aw, babe. I'm sorry. Come here. She said as she wrapped her loving arms around his shoulders and gave him a kiss. I love your writing, and I hate reading. So if you can pull that off, they'll wise up eventually. Thanks, babe. I'm not sweating it. I mean... J.K. Rowling was rejected 12 times before she got published. See, so no need to worry. And Jack Canfield with the Chicken Soup for the Soul series had a whopping 140 rejections. Let's try and keep it on the lower end of that spectrum, she said smiling. I'm not worried. It is what it is. I just need to work harder and get better. Good attitude, babe. Just make sure you don't beat yourself up, though. As it is, you wake up early, go to sleep late, and work weekends. You can't kill yourself either. What do you think about me starting to write full-time? If we could afford it, that would be great. But we can't. I mean, I know we can't right now. I'm not just going to quit my job. I meant if we actively save for it, plan for it. We barely make it out ahead of our mortgage and bills each month as is. What are we going to be able to save? Be realistic. I'm just sick of my job, Angela. So much that it's frustrating me to the point of affecting my writing time. So change your job. I don't know. Maybe get a job in something writing related. Or I can go back to work, but we discussed this. Most of my pay would be going to the stranger that would be raising Carlos. I know, I know. I just feel like I have to get away from everything and really give it an honest go. We have a two-year-old in the other room, and you're asking me this now? What are you running from? What are you talking about? I'm not running from anything. I'm still putting in 50 to 60 hours per week, aren't I? It just feels like I'm climbing two rungs up and one down the corporate ladder. Come on. You know how I feel about writing full-time, how I've always felt about it. And you know I've always supported your dreams. All the nights and weekends when I felt I didn't exist while you were typing away our companionship. But this is different. We have a baby now. You can't just quit your job to follow some dream. Be real. Some dream? First of all, the writing in and of itself is my dream, yes. But what I'm striving for is ours. More family time the independence to live where we want, travel when we want, and best of all, not having to rely on some corporation that utilizes me no differently than a copier uses its paper tray. I'm a functional piece of equipment in human form. You know this isn't just coming out of the blue. I've been doing the responsible thing and burning the candle on both ends for years. I know, and I've been with you every step of the way, remember? Your timing just couldn't be more wrong. There will always be reasons not to do it. Reasons why I shouldn't start writing full-time. And I won't do this if you're not on board, but think about it. How much longer should I keep letting those reasons win? What if you don't make it? What if your sales don't go up? What then? Is it worth not being able to put food in your baby's mouth? How about the health insurance? We can't be impulsive on this, Daniel. Since when do you know me to be impulsive? I never said I was going to quit next week. Just that I wanted to gear up and plan for doing so. We have to work all that out beforehand. We can go on public insurance. We have some savings. I'm not saying it will be easy, but there are answers, alternatives. They may take six months or a year or even more to establish. Just think about it, will you? I gotta go. I'm running late. We'll speak about it more at dinner. He leaned in and gave her a kiss goodbye. I don't think there's anything to think about, she said. Don't be irrational. We'll speak later. I love you. Daniel left and walked four blocks towards his recurring hour-long journey that takes him from his home to the bus that then transfers him to the train that takes him into the city and to his 9-to-5. Back at home, his wife was watching cartoons with the baby, and she focused in on a bit of dialogue. I don't ever want to be a grown-up. Why is that, Molly? They never have time to have fun. It's always work, work, work. And when they're not working, they're too tired to play with me. Well, Molly... Grown-ups have to work so that they can be able to feed you, clothe you, and buy you the toys you want. One day, you'll be a grown-up, and you'll enjoy working to provide for your kids. That's what family's all about. Some playful background music chimed in as Molly broke out into a song and dance routine. Being a grown-up isn't always what it seems. When I grow up, I'm gonna dream. Having to work is overrated, so when I grow up, I'm gonna dream. We're going to play all day, and enjoy some snacks, and even look forward to taking naps. When I grow up, I'm gonna dream, and I'll never lose sight of what that means. You know what, Molly? You might be right. Maybe it wouldn't be so bad if grown-ups dreamt every once in a while. Angela looked at her baby boy and asked, You're going to follow your dreams, aren't you Carlito? Daniel missed his stop on the train because it was so packed that he couldn't get to the door on time before more people rushed in and the doors closed behind them. During rush hour, if you're not strategically positioned within the train car, You have to develop quartz-like timing, along with an elite, acrobatic ability to get past the book bags, baby strollers, and people that either aren't paying attention or just don't give a fuck that they're in the way. After a long day of work that included about four cups of coffee, the deli giving him the wrong overpriced sandwich for lunch, he hates tuna, his shirt ripping on the elbow from rubbing it on his desk, and about an hour of unpaid overtime he headed home. The subway platform was so full when he got there that he had to stand halfway up the staircase and just wait until enough trains passed by to alleviate the amount of people. Four trains came and went by the time he was close enough to squeeze into the crowded fifth one. There he was stuck between a teenager blasting some god-awful music through his headphones and a mouth breather with subpar personal hygiene. The train stopped on five separate occasions, in between stations, due to train traffic ahead. He eventually made it above ground and to his stop. He checked his phone and his wife had texted him. Everything okay, babe? He responded. Yeah. train was packed and delayed. Just got above ground. About to wait for the bus. Start eating dinner without me. Love you. Angela waited for him to arrive and then warmed up dinner for them both while Daniel settled in and spent time with Carlos. Even though he insisted, she never liked eating alone. Dinner's ready, said Angela. Let's go, buddy, Daniel told Carlos. Then we'll play, okay? Okay, daddy. Carlos hopped up and into his high chair as they sat at the dinner table. Long day, huh? Angela said. Yeah, babe. But it is what it is. The train was just OD backed up. You should have seen the platform. It was like a sea of people. I literally had to stand on the stairs and wait for it to empty out enough for me to get closer. Damn. I'm sorry, hon. Dinner looks great, though. Thanks, sweetie. Eat your food, buddy. If not, then no playtime. I was thinking about what you said earlier, Danny, said Angela. Yeah, me too, actually, and I'm sorry I even brought it up. No, I'm glad you did. Don't be sorry about that. We should always be able to speak our minds and express what we're feeling to each other, no matter what, warts and all. If we can't be vulnerable with each other then who can we be that open with yeah i guess but it is way too risky of a thing to think about now maybe when carlos goes into school and if you decide to go back to work maybe then we can revisit it in the meantime i'll focus on getting better quality can't be denied that's where my focus needs to be but if you want to figure something out I'm with you, babe. Like, if we cut back on everything for a while, like dinners and movies, save up a few months worth of bills, and then give it a shot. Or any other way that we can make it happen sooner. I won't ever be able to forgive myself for stopping you from chasing your dream. And I know you could do it. Without a doubt, I do. I support you and am willing to do anything I can for my part. Because, like you said, it'll lead to our dream life. And more importantly, it'll show Carlito that he can truly be anything he wants to be. I really appreciate that, sweetheart. But honestly, the more I thought about it, the more I agreed with what you said this morning. I mean, you know the responsible side of me wouldn't ever let me do it without having an established ironclad backup plan and nest egg, etc., The thing is that in a worst case scenario situation, which is what I believe we'd have to plan for, what if it doesn't work out and I can't get a job when I need to? I can't put you and Carlito in that situation. I was thinking, and if I wake up a half hour earlier than I am already and wake up just as early on the weekends, I'll be able to put out at least... An extra couple thousand words per week. The more I write, the better I'll get. I'll just keep grinding, babe, and we'll see what happens. That in itself will show Carlito the diligent discipline and dedication he'll need to be whatever he wants to be. Also, we won't have to rely solely on the off chance of me writing a blockbuster hit to teach him that, he said smiling. This is really tasty, by the way. Thank you. The next day, Daniel went through the same arduous morning commute. When he arrived at his office building, he greeted the security guards as affably as every other morning, and then walked over to the elevator vestibule. He saw someone he hadn't recognized or ever seen in the building before. It was an older gentleman that looked noticeably disheveled. Not in a homeless kind of way, but just sloppy and unkempt. The dress shirt he had on under his colorful knit sweater was half tucked in, half out. One shoelace was untied, his hair was messy, and none of his clothing seemed to have a coherent matching or even contrasting sequence. He was carrying two bulky bags that didn't seem as heavy as they were uncomfortable to carry. He got onto the elevator and Daniel followed. There was, oddly enough for this time of the morning, no one else in the vestibule. The gentleman dropped two pristine white pieces of paper folded in the exact same way behind him. Daniel picked them up. Excuse me, sir. You dropped these. Oh, thank you, young man. The older gentleman responded as he pressed his floor number on the elevator panel. It's just a note with a saying. A reminder of something. Good thing it wasn't cash, huh? <laughs> very true, Daniel responded. Which is more important, though? The older gentleman asked before he answered his own question. Depends where you're going, I guess. That resonated with Daniel, but he didn't respond. He was lost in thought. Thoughts of security and money versus writing his dreams into reality were swirling around in his mind. He snapped out of it when the older gentleman said, "'Looks like it's stuck,' referring to the elevator. Daniel looked up at the floor numbers and then at the older gentleman confused because the numbers were going up as they normally do. They arrived at Daniel's floor first and the doors opened. "'Oh, look, I'm right above you,' said the older gentleman. Daniel turned back and smiled As he walked out. Have a good day, sir. Yes, yes. He responded with a wry little smile. It is a good day. right. so that's the story. And here's a couple things that I that I liked about it or that resonated with me or, or whatever you want to call it. I appreciate the, the ability of the couples being able to both of them, not just one, they like compromise, but like in reverse. So like one felt one way, the other felt the other. And it wasn't just one giving into the other. Um, or, it was like both kind of giving into each other and that not, not just in the compromising sense, but they both truly changed how they felt about the same exact situation, which was, which was motivated by what was best by a mutual interest, which was what was best for their child. So Angela at first was vehemently against uh, the, the, no, even the notion of of Daniel writing full time. Daniel was for it, obviously, because he brought it up. But the argument soon switched to, or not, or not switched to, but became more about Daniel validating that you, this isn't something that's just like out of the blue Um type of thing. He was kind of like, you knew this was coming, so don't act like I'm crazy. You know, you could disagree with it all you want, but don't downplay it like, what the hell are you talking about? I want this, I want to go for it, but I need you to be on board. Then by the end of the story, by, well, yeah, towards the end of the story, it flipped and because Angela made the connection with the the little cartoon that the kid was watching and and um what was said in there resonated with her and made her made her realize that she was kind of being stuck in the same rat race out of the fear of, you know, Her husband or herself uh, Not making it by You know Trying to be an entrepreneur And whatever it is Like that's something That can resonate with With anyone And it's a Legitimate fear That's why That's why most of us Don't just Leave our day jobs And you know Become fucking painters Or something like that Or writers But at the same time She wants Her child to Dream And to strive To be You know Be all you can be And and you know, she wants to instill that go for you, your gold, don't don't settle. She wants that for the child, which I think many parents want for their for their children, and that might come from their own limitations or their own regrets, um, I would imagine. And she wants different for for her, for a her kid. Not that she's not happy or anything like that, but that. Maybe she feels it's too late for her, but there's still enough time for for the kid to be able to to go for his dreams in the future. So that said, then she felt kind of like a hypocrite to tell Daniel, her husband that he shouldn't you know pursue, and she didn't want to hold him back because in a way she felt that if she did that, she would be holding her child back. Now then Daniel then flipped from from his original position to uh understanding and leaning more towards the what uh Angela carved out as being like the realistic uh point of view, and he also did so out of fear of you know what if I don't make it what if i can't what if it I can't make a uh sustainable living uh, from pursuing this. Then, the repercussions on my my family would be there's a possibility that there would they would be then detrimental to 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 them, and that's something that he couldn't risk uh he didn't feel comfortable with risking that because he didn't feel it his place to um, you know risk things for yourself but when you involve other people um, and making risks on taking risks on their behalf, that's where things get a little squirrely. However, so, you know, he's doing that with the, the intent of, again, his kid, what's best for his kid. But at the same time, he wants to, This a part of him that wants to do both and be able to overcome the struggles of an artist or a writer. Um, And kind of make it that much harder on himself to be able to at least show his kid, I went for it. I worked hard. I may not have written the next Harry Potter series, but I worked hard. I enjoyed what I did. I was disciplined. I was diligent. I was consistent. And... If you're going to be able to achieve whatever it is that you strive for and go for in life, you're going to need those traits. So do as I do and work hard at whatever it is that you decide to strive for in the future. And I think that's what he wants to, by action, show his kid. And there's that line in there that that highlights that point, which is... Um, Something to the effect of, "Oh, yeah, and I don't have to rely on writing the next bestseller um, in order to to show him that he could, um, he has the tools to strive for whatever it is that he decides to, whether it's a quote unquote regular life and to excel at it, or some offbeat shit like being a writer." So it has uh, within the story that sentiment of like hard work that I'm always harping on. Hard work above all something else that i liked about the story is the uh like the detail of it like the work details for example when he was at work and he drank like four cups of coffee to get him through the day which i definitely do i've cut back recently um but i definitely drink like more coffee than a normal person should Um, things like that, things like uh, the shirt ripping. Do do you guys fucking rip your shirts on your elbows? Like if you have a desk job, um, mine is on, it's like an L shape and the return is like on the right side. So my right hand is, is, you know, like resting on the desk and, you know, like I move around grabbing the phone or moving the mouse around the keyboard and typing and shit like that. And after a while, um, your dress shirts, like, they get worn out, like, after, like, washing them or dry cleaning them or whatever, they get worn out, like, in that spot, um, where your elbow rubs on the shirt, and they fucking rip, man. It sucks. So, little details like that that I threw in just from my personal experience of of work and, like, uh, shit with the train, with the annoying kids, and, and not just kids, fucking people with mumble rap and, and just horrible heavy metal type shit. Uh, music and stuff like that and just rude people and fucking smelly people and germs and (laughs) just being packed and just the general nuisance of commuting to and from work in a big city um where you don't have the luxury of like driving uh to and from work uh just like little experiences like that or whatever i i liked in the story and then to the final part which is the the experience with the old man on the elevator. That happened pretty much word for word. Um I uh paraphrased him a little bit just to make it feel like with the narrative of the story. But that it happened just like that. Literally when I got off the elevator before like I have to like like um when you get off the elevator where I work at uh right before the secretary there's like these glass doors or whatever you gotta like use your key card to like open. And Like I did that. Well, I was like typing on my phone because I didn't want to like forget the exchange. And I was like typing on my phone. Then somebody else came at the same time, so I like went in with them. And then I just went to the bathroom and I like finished typing before even like getting to my desk and taking off my jacket and shit like that because I didn't want to like. I I knew I wanted to write something about it, which turned out to be the story. Um. And that was the experience with them. So now, here's something interesting too that I was thinking about our surroundings and things that we might be going through in our personal lives as well as things that we see or hear or listen to like I heard this this uh LA Hulse video and it's one of the first things I thought of would I have thought the same thing if I hadn't seen that video or heard about that concept would this moment have resonated with me um maybe that's just my experience because of the inputs that I've had in my life like that video <clears throat> and like that concept you know it could very well be this just some crazy old man that maybe he got to the to the next floor and and was like where the fuck am i you know maybe he's off his meds and shit and they wound up kicking him out the building or something like that because he really was a homeless guy or so you know what i mean like i don't fucking know anything uh anything like that could be true but what i took from the experience is is was kind of um was kind of like, it was real in the sense of my truth, like my personal growth and development, you know what I mean? And I I feel um, it was helpful. And it was helpful to the character and the story in the sense that the two pieces of paper um, that that the, the old man said was it was like a written down saying um versus cash and you know what if it was cash that that i would have dropped instead which one is more important was kind of like a, a metaphor for what's more important a secure stable job or you know chasing your dreams and that's why daniel at first um that's why it resonated with him when the old man told him that because he he was going through that type of personal experience at that moment in time. You know, he was still on his way to work and, and thinking about um, possibly leaving his job and pursuing pursuing his dream. And then he has this encounter with with this gentleman that, you know, makes him automatically tie it to the personal experiences that he's going through at the moment, which I think is something that we all do. And it's important in a lot of ways to be able to step back from moments like that, whether they be just like moments that like piss you off and you get angry at somebody or something like that. And just being able to step back and and evaluate, like, am I reacting like this because of that thing that happened you know, at home or that thing that happened at work? Am I taking it out on this person? And you know what I mean? Like try to be as objective as possible um, About your actions I think is important You know is this a, an angel Or a crazy person who knows You know so that's just like an interesting thing To me from uh, The writer's standpoint Of um, just putting this type of story together But yeah that's pretty much it Guys That's the that's the story I hope you guys enjoyed it Again you can check it out if you want to read it Share it with people etc Um, share this episode of the podcast, um, or go to spuntoday.com forward slash short stories forward slash elevator. Now, if you want to stay tuned uh, for a few more minutes, listen to some background music and hear about some ways you can help support the podcast, please do so. And if not, I definitely understand and Feel free to check out the next episode of the Spun Today podcast. I have a book that I published, my first and only book that's currently published, which is which I mentioned earlier in the intro, which is called Make Way for You, Tips for Getting Out of Your Own Way. If you want to check out that book, visit my uh, landing page for the book first, uh, which is sponsored.com forward slash books. There you have a video of me with a dope uh, Back to the Future t-shirt on <laughs> explaining what uh, free writing is, which is what the book is, is comprised of mainly. And... Um, just the, how the book came to be As well as a handful of audio excerpts That you guys can listen to And a description of the book Also there's the option to drop in your email address And request a free PDF copy of the book Which I will send to you just by dropping in your email address So it sounds like a good deal It costs one email address And if you want to purchase the book uh, straight out uh, so, you can read it through your uh, e-book, whatever ebook reader you use, whether it be iBooks or Kindle, uh, etc. Uh, you can uh, purchase a copy of the book. There's links right there on that landing page as well. Or if you want to purchase a paperback copy of it, there's links. Just click on like, the book cover, actually, and it'll take you it to Amazon and you can purchase it accordingly. I would really appreciate that support, as well as your feedback on the book. Please rate and review it on Amazon and, on, and or on Goodreads, and I'd appreciate it. Next, another way for you guys to support the, the podcast, as well as uh, just me in general, I guess, <laughs> this whole writing podcast thing, is check out my newsletter. I have a weekly newsletter called the Midday Monday Boost Letter. And basically, what it is is five things that I'm into, things that I like, which is photography, podcasts, words, videos, and quotes. So each week, I feature one for each category. So it's five different things that I'll be sharing with you guys on things that I just found that were cool, that were dope, a cool new word that I learned, um, a quote that was inspiring or motivating, usually, or just. Uh, uh, food for thought type of quote A podcast of the week Which was a dope podcast That I heard and listened to uh, dope photography That I saw Whether it be on Instagram Or through another Source you know, That I share with you guys And a video that could range from Anything to a TED talk To a battle rap or A stand up comedy skit Etc So check it out, it's called the Midday Monday Boots Letter and it's available at spuntoday.com forward slash subscribe. The cost for it is gratis, AKA gratis, AKA free. It uh, will just require you to drop in your email address and you will get the very next one. And if you ever get sick of them for whatever reason, it's a quick opt out, Uh, just click on subscribe and you'll be done for it. If you want, sign up, check out one, if you don't like it, Tell me to fuck myself And if you like it And enjoy Just keep it And you'll get one a week Every Monday at noon When you're bored as fuck at work Next For any uh, writers or creatives out there I have a open-ended Five-question questionnaire At sponsorday.com Forward slash questionnaire Check it out uh, It's related to To writing And uh, not just writing But to your craft You know whether It be whether you're into knitting or making samurai swords or whatever it is that you're into, check it out. Um, and what I do with those is that I read them on a future episode of the podcast. So you might have some tips and tricks or insights when it comes to to writing, uh, like you know, using Scrivener as opposed to Microsoft Word or using Vellum for formatting versus the formatting that comes uh, with Scrivener which is a tip I got from uh, Joanna Pen, which I haven't used yet um, but just like uh, stuff like that that you can share and it gives you an opportunity to to uh, touch base with the Spun Today podcast listeners so feel free to do so I'll give you a shout out on the podcast if you fill it out and again it's at spuntoday.com forward slash questionnaire I uh, have some photos on my website. I like taking pictures of stuff. Uh, I some of the photos come out uh, pretty cool, at least to an untrained eye such as mine. And I post them at a forward slash photography. You can check those out. Uh, feel free to download any of them for free if you want to use them as like screensavers or something like that. And you can also find those photos on Instagram, but obviously, you know, at lesser quality, I put, a, I put the full quality DSLR images on the website, spuntoday.com forward slash photography. But if you just want to see like little thumbnails of them, uh, check out my Facebook fan page at facebook.com forward slash today, or my Instagram at spuntoday. Fucks with me on social media at today on Twitter. Check out the YouTube page I, I want you guys to check out the YouTube page Let me know what you think um, Breaking down uh, It's like a, I mentioned this in a previous episode But it's a, like a YouTube tip Tactic type of thing That they um, Speak of in, Through uh, like Google and Analytics And other successful like YouTubers uh, mention Which is Breaking down Offering For example, like this podcast you can listen to on YouTube. All of them will be and are available on YouTube. But as of the last couple of episodes, I've been cutting them up into segments as well. So you can still listen to the full episode in its entirety if that's what you want. Uh, But sometimes people aren't into every single thing that I speak about in an episode. For example, like the random rant episodes. Uh, I could speak about, you know, two or three different types of movies, two or three different comedy specials, a UFC event. And uh, politics all within the, the same episode, hence the term random rant. And certain people aren't into all those things. So, what I do is uh, on my YouTube channel, which you can find by going to spuntoday.com and clicking on the YouTube link at the bottom footnote of the page, or just search Spun Today on Google or within YouTube, and uh, my page will come up. What I'm doing is Um, segmenting the random rant episodes and breaking it up into into those different sections or segments so I'll break out the you know eight or nine minutes that I spoke about uh, a UFC event make that its own click the video you can watch that then split off the the three or four minutes that I spent speaking about Mr. Robot uh, season two and you know et cetera et cetera you get the point so if you want more like smaller digestible Versions of the The podcast Feel free to check that out And it's literally the exact same episode um, Just broken up into segments uh, So it's not like I'm redoing it For YouTube or anything like that So check that out If you want to help out the podcast financially You can do so in a couple different ways One way which doesn't cost you anything Is by Using the affiliate links Banner on On amazon banner on my website you can find that at spuntodaycom forward slash affiliate links there's an amazon banner there and the way it works is you just go to my website click on the amazon link it takes you to amazon's website you do your shopping like you normally do and amazon kicks me back a couple pennies on the dollar just for driving traffic to the website it does not cost you any extra it's uh payment from amazon from their website portion of the profits just for driving traffic to the website so it literally costs you nothing yeah. but it's a way to help support the podcast like and your boys writing career financially within the affiliate links banner you'll also find all the other ways that you can help support the podcast financially which is either through PayPal donations or by using the iTunes affiliate links banner if you want to buy music or books or whatever it is on on iTunes if you want to do a two for one use the iTunes banner to purchase my book make way for you through um the ebook ibook version or use the amazon affiliate links banner on my website to purchase my book make way for you best of both worlds right there um also you you can become a patron by uh going to patreon.com forward slash spud today a link of which is also available there at the affiliate links page landing page on my website and uh there's also a little video that explains to you guys better than i could what patreon is but basically what it is is a website that allows you to donate uh a dollar two dollars whatever it is that you want per episode of the spun today podcast you set it up one time you can cancel at any time there's no fees there's no no bullshit no fuckery it's literally one dollar if you want for example to donate to the spun today podcast one dollar per episode it'll literally cost you two dollars per month um and it would be greatly appreciated so check that out that's spun I'm sorry, Patreon, dot com forward slash Spun Today. The podcast is available wherever podcasts are available, which are places like iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Tumblr, Pocket Casts, Play.it. Tune in radio. The list goes on and on and on and on and on and on and on on to the break of dawn. So I would appreciate if you guys listen on or wherever you guys listen, whichever one of those platforms that you guys are listening to this right now, uh, just rate the podcast real quick, Uh, give a rating, a review if you feel so inclined. But the purpose of that is that it helps the podcast gain popularity and more people get exposed to it based on the number of ratings and reviews that it has. So I would appreciate it. That's another way you could help support the podcast for free. And that's pretty much it, folks. That's the episode. Again, thank you for checking out episode number 65 of the Spun Today podcast. I'm your host, Tony Ortiz. And as always, substitute the mysticism with hard work and start taking steps in the general direction of your dreams. Thanks for listening.